Welcome back to Team Builders. Today, I've got $140 million producer Lydia Gable in the house, 11 agents, five staff, as I said, $140 million, and she's gonna do 120 transactions this year. Lydia, welcome to the show. Awesome, thank you for having me. So, you and I have known each other for a long time. I've been kind of a fangirl for a while, right? As you know, we talk about your marketing prowess, all the things you've done to build this great business. The world is changing. I wanna talk to you today about what are the adjustments you're making? You're asking your 11 salespeople to make, your marketing adjustments, and what you're doing differently on appointments. Is that fair? It's fair. So let's give people some context and backstory. How long you been in the business? Where do you work? What'd you do before real estate? Just give them a little scoop. Um, well, a so great to be here, and thank you for yes, having me. Always, I'm just jumping right into the show. Bang. <laughs> I know, boom. <laughs> um, I am out of Westlake Village, California. I've been in the business 16 years, coaching with you 15. I know, right I know. from the beginning. Never took a break, um, and you know, just thrilled to be part of it because I think when the market's pivoting which it is right yes. now, you are always able to keep us on track. Yeah. Um, I, my background is I'm a marketing background, mm -hmm. consumer marketing. I was a buyer for Target from Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. I moved to California from Mattel and was VP of marketing for Sega of America, went in the dot-com, dot-bus business. Yes. And then I got my realtor license in 2005. And it was actually a good time because the market was starting to turn. Yep. And I had to work hard. I had to be gritty. Mm -hmm. And I went into the short sale business. Right. And I don't think I've ever left taking my foot off the gas because I feel like you always have to work hard. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter what market. You're, I mean, so, so literally this morning, if you Google businesses that started in a recession, ladies and gentlemen, we are in a recession. It doesn't mean that real estate is in a recession and it's not 2007, 8, 9, 10, but the US economy is in a recession. Correct. When you, when you do the research, you're gonna see that some of the greatest, most iconic businesses on the planet all started in a market like this. So knowing that you started in a similar situation is exactly why we're standing here today doing this podcast. Yep. So let's talk about um, the adjustments that you're making personally, the adjustments that you're asking your team to make, that you're making your adjustments from a marketing standpoint. We were kind of talking about it off camera. So, so as the world shifts, and to be clear for my friends in the US, we're talking about 6.9 million houses selling last year, maybe 6.3 million selling this year, times two sides. It's a lot of business, but when you go from going 180 miles an hour down to 120, it feels like the world stopped. When days on market, I had a client say to me a couple days ago, my days on market are like 10 now. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness, right. 10, right? But it's a change. What are the most important adjustments, disciplines, and accountabilities you're taking on? Well, I think mindset, I mean, always, I just mm -hmm. feel like as my mindset is changing as far as getting more information about the market, yeah. I feel like we need to be continuing to educate. Right. And I feel we are we aren't a sexy uh, team where knowledge brokers is mm -hmm. how we mm -hmm. we're fact people. And I watch the numbers, I'm super analytical and mm -hmm. I'm just about I do a lot of research. I you know, follow KCM, I follow Housing Wire, I follow all all the economists that I need to mm -hmm. and I feel Again, I'm a, I'm a junkie for yeah, that because yeah. I feel like I can share that. Right. So I feel I'm now uh, 
it's no longer riding the wave of appreciation. It's about, it's still a great time to buy. Mm -hmm. Um, Investors are still in. in real estate in California has always been a great long game. Right. And my business is a long game. And I feel it doesn't matter what market, there's always people buying and selling. Yeah. We just want to get our more than fair share right. of the market. I like that at 120 sides. More than our fair share. <laughs> yes. So so you talk about being the knowledge broker. You talk about not being a sexy team, but sort of a fact-based team. Um I always have seen you that way. So are you doubling down on that? And if so, how are you getting the word out? How are you being the educator in your marketplace? And how are you being the educator for your team? Um, So, I mean, I think the, so we have a couple things. Uh, Let's talk about the team. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the team knows that I'm I'm bringing them value and you're bringing them value and Mm -hmm. my coach is bringing them value Mm -hmm. and that if I share something that's value and we're role playing or we're talking about the market, we want to get comfortable around these numbers Mm -hmm. because there's other agents who are very comfortable around the numbers. And I think we have to know our numbers. We have to know how many homes are on the market, how many are in escrow, Mm -hmm. how much down are we from last year so we can be very real to our Mm -hmm. buyers and sellers. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talk out there, but when you bring the facts in, it changes. And I think it really matters when you can put down a graph and you can show them what's going on in the marketplace. Right. Um, and then I feel we are just out there big in social. We do a lot of market updates. We're doing seller seminars. We're uh, doing double downing on our mailers. We're just doing more mailers out there mm-hmm. to let more people know what's going on. So the people who are interested will find us. Yeah. Um, they, they'll, and the people who aren't interested will ignore us, just right. like normal. So there's this interesting sort of, uh, the word is not phenomenon, but there's just, let's just call it, there's just something interesting happening amongst great team leaders like yourself. When I say, how long has the average person been on your team? The typical response is year and a half, two years, which means these wonderful individuals got into real estate or joined your team, however, you know, whichever direction it started, and they've only been in one market. No inventory, massive appreciation, low interest rates, jump in as fast as you can, write aggressive offers, remove all contingencies. How's that working now? What are the adjustments you're making or asking your sales team to make now? Well, it hasn't changed drastically yet. Yes. So good homes, mm-hmm. marketed well and priced well, are still so in real that, quick, right? <laughs> right. right. Um, but That's a great we, distinction. But we are definitely seeing homes that aren't necessarily in that square and that square is getting smaller mm-hmm. so those are taking longer and mm-hmm. so it and is by longer how long are we talking about i mean maybe two three weeks yeah but it is an adjustment for our sellers sure. who are like day one you're expecting multiple offers and all of a sudden right. so when we're on listing appointments we're like it is changing but this is normal this is good yeah. this allows a buyer to come back twice so mm-hmm. again we're getting into a normal market without being four to five months of inventory of supply yeah. so and by Buyers are, listen, if, if you're a buyer right now and you're a new buyer or move-up buyer, it's nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. You're hearing higher interest rates. You're hearing recession. You're hearing inflation. You're hearing all of these things. So we need to educate them about real estate and mm-hmm. why real estate has always gone up when there's a recession except for 2007 and eight. Right. So, um, look, the team, you're right. 
a lot of the team members are used to things coming very easy. This is a skill-based market. This right. is going to be a not, this is going to be grittier, more phone calls. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to mm-hmm. touch more people. <coughs> right. um, we're really trying to implement accountability, which you know it's not all, you know it's not been my forte. Right. Um, and it's been something that every coach has wanted me to put accountability into place and. So I, what does that mean when you say put accountability into place? What are you what are you trying to accomplish that isn't happening in the business today? Track and measure uh, how many calls you're making, how many appointments mm-hmm. you're making, so that you can know how many calls you need to make to get it to an appointment, to write how many escrows to open as to close a deal. Why do you, so what we're talking about is having like a predictive business. Yeah. Right? So why do you think uh, someone listening right now who's like, oh, I need to do that too, and I don't even have a team, um, you know, or they have a team and they're like, oh, I feel her pain on that because people don't want to track and measure. Why do you think some of the agents on your team or others resist predictability? Because that's really what it is. Well, I think most people get into the business thinking they don't they they want a, they want freedom. Yeah. And they don't want a day job. Yeah. And they want a lot of time off and they don't want to be tracked and they don't want to be that, right? <laughs> so, I mean. You're so coachable. I moved the microphone and you moved right in <laughs> for the person that's audio Okay, only. coach. Yes. I am coachable. <laughs> yes, you are. So why do you think uh, they resist being accountable? Um, it's not fun to look at your numbers and to see that you might not be doing what you should be doing to help you move your business along. Like, But who says business is supposed to be fun all the time? I know. But we know that as team leaders. Yes. We know that. And I yeah. think a lot of times people get into the business because they want to show homes and yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And, and I think everyone can get very lucky and do mm-hmm five, six, eight deals their first year, they mm-hmm. have friends, but mm-hmm. it's the consistency and yeah. the it's the grit that makes us stay in the business. And I think it's interesting because I think most agents are less than four years in the business. Like most people get out mm-hmm. in, le- in less than four years because it's right. hard. The longevity is, this is a business. Right. And it, you need, and my sales manager is like, we need to treat this as a job. Yes. And treating it like a job is what do you do when you go to a job? What do you do from nine to five? Or what do you do from 12 to eight? You do the work. You do the work. Or you get fired. Fired. <laughs> but in real estate, it doesn't seem to matter. So you're trying to add in, not not to every team. That's that, you know, that's a blanket statement. I, I appreciate someone that's like, hey, that, not me. Um, so we think they resisted because, you know, they got in this because they wanted freedom and fun and it's great to sell houses. But, you know, the world is shifting. We're going towards a more normal market. I'm not saying a bad market, but we're clearly right. in, we've got recession, we've got inflation, we've got interest rates. Uh, one of my friends said to me recently, interest rates could be as high as in the sevens by October. Mm-hmm. Right now we can sell seven-year arms and five-year mm-hmm. arms and 10-year arms to reduce interest the rate, interest-only loans. I mean, so, so you know, we, we've got these tools in our arsenal, how are you educating your team to be that person that you know isn't the one trick pony who just says, home rides are going up, do whatever it takes, but instead saying, yes, interest rates are here, but here's the different options. Let's look at the math. How are you doing that? 
Exactly that way. So I have a great lender that we work with, and we're constantly looking at interest rates. We're -hmm. we're bringing her in to talk about what is an interest only, what do the arms look like. Mm -hmm. I do believe in a couple years the interest rates are going to come down again and people can refinance. So I I think if you find the buyer who wants to buy and wants to sell and wants to move up – we just have to be the educators. We have to be the one that gets the business, yep. and they have to trust us. They have to like us, and they have to know that we have their best interest. Right. And if we start, if if you start getting into this salesy commission breath, mm-hmm. it's never going to work. No. And I say to the team all the time, they're interviewing five eight. Everyone knows five agents. Right. Everyone's got an aunt, a sister, a friend. And so why are they going to work with you? Mm -hmm. And they're going to work with you because they trust you, they like you, and they know that you're going to look out for them. And so the only way to do that is to educate them and to really take the time. And whether it's buyer consult in the office or at the car or at a coffee shop, you just have to find your elevator speech and be able to condense Mm -hmm. it and be able to say it in a clear and concise manner. And and otherwise, they, they know more than you. Because they're doing all the research. They're doing all the research. Which is a scary thought to say that they know more than you. I mean, I, I don't think that's the case with everybody, but I, but I agree. Like there's definitely, especially the millennial buyers are far more educated. They're doing more research. They're talking to their aunt, their mom, their brother, their you know pastor. They're talking to everybody. Okay, what do I need to know? And then they engage with an agent. So- what are, you, what are you asking your salespeople? Like when it comes to interest rates, like give me an example. Like one of my clients said, hey, we say, Lydia, is this your forever home? Like, do, are you gonna die in this home? I'm, I'm 29. No, I, you know, this is, the, this is the first home. Great. Here are the options today when it comes to mortgages, right? Assuming we get this property today at 900,000, option A is, you know, a, a 3.5 to four on a seven to 10 year arm. Option B is, option C is, and then option D is a 30 year fix, which you know is five and a quarter. Which of those is better for you from a payment standpoint? Are, are you yes, like that basic with people or yeah. something different? No, I think that is really that. It's and and again, I think we we touch on it, but we're not the experts when it comes to loan. Mm-hmm. And we're the experts where we're the experts. And I feel sometimes if we get into something that's too detail oriented, that's not for us because mm-hmm. I don't know their income. Yeah. I don't know their situation. But I can we have something that's as general as yes. that and we're basically still showing look at prices are still forecasted to go up. Right. 9% the next four this year. years. Yep. Everybody is saying, and mm-hmm. the first half of the year, they've still gone up 25, 30%. Right. So we're going to stabilize to get to that 9%. Mm-hmm. There's no question we'll stabilize, which Remember is good. Remember that 9% is a national number. Yeah. Right? So Boise, Idaho is at 42%. Talking to my clients in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, they're like 38% year to date. So that national number. Know your local market. Yeah. Sw- okay, switch gears. What are you doing differently? You, you mentioned you're doubling down on direct mail. You do a lot of social. Um, seller seminars. Unpack that for us. If I want, if I didn't know what a seller seminar was, and I was listening to this, what's the intention? What does it look like? What do you discuss? How do you drive people there? Walk us through it tactically. Um, so we just think that there's a lot of confusion about how to sell a home in today's market. We did them through Zoom, yep. through COVID. Yeah. Um, we tried to do them through Zoom a couple months ago, and I think people are tired of Zoom. Mm-hmm. And we decided let's try bring them in the office and let's try them at night in mm-hmm. a wine bar with yeah. wine and appetizers yeah. and b- getting people in. And I think we just want to be able to talk to more people, mm-hmm. talk about the market, talk about you know selling your home, talk about 
this is it still a seller's market? How is this changing? It's really the same information. Uh, do you need to change your home? Do you need to update? What things do you want to do to your home? Yeah. You know, you is can do- Is your forever home? Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Where yeah. are you going? And it's yeah. all about their motivation on wanting to sell. Mm-hmm. And we're getting eight to 10 people at every seller seminar. So we're going to stay in touch with them. We're going to drip on them. We're mm-hmm. going to stay in contact with them. Are they going to sell tomorrow? Maybe not. Are they going to sell six months from now? Maybe, mm-hmm. and but from it, we're having great conversations, and we're we're just you know meeting more people in our in our neighborhoods. Okay, so a bunch of a bunch of tactics. Okay. So uh, frequency. How often do you do it? Twice a month. Wow. Okay. So, so we were two, two tw- times a month. Two times a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have one this Thursday night. Nice. Um, so we have one on Thursday night, and then the other Saturday in our office for lunch. Um, so we're basically uh, doing it at on Thursday night at the wine bar and in our lunch. We're doing it. We advertise it through our mailers and our farm. I was just going to say to you, so you drive traffic through direct mail. Direct mail. How else? Uh, we a lot of social media. Okay, a lot of social. Our is email. It a email is it a is a CTA register here? Yep. So you have some sense of you know how many people. Are oh yeah, show everybody up. has to register. Okay. So we use Eventbrite. Um, we tell them you know two or three things that we're going to share with them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's free, yeah. and then we send out reminders. Where You're like, she, do you do you like wine and apps? <laughs> Exactly. Is there a little bit of that? I mean, that it's like there's a social, like where you live, on the lake. I, you know, I could see you in the Duffy boat, like cruising around. Like it's a very social vibe. Yeah. Um, so two times a month, you drive traffic through direct mail, social, email, registered Eventbrite. You're getting eight to 10. How long have you been doing this in 2022? Like how many of these have you done so far? Well, we've, we started in April. Okay. So I think April, so we've done, we're doing our, our fourth this okay. week, um, and then we have another one coming in two weeks. So, okay. and then we're gonna we're gonna continue it through the summer. Love it. Uh, we just think if we can get eight to ten, if we can get six to eight every time, it's fabulous. Right. It's like yeah. a, it's like a controlled open house for sellers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so what was your hypothesis going in? Like, hey, if we do this much and we invest this much, you know, we, we, we got to market it. You got to do direct mail. You have to do Eventbrite. You got to get the wine. You got to get the apps. Um, what's your what's your intention or expectations? We're all trying to get more listings, mm-hmm. right? We all want to find homes to mm-hmm. sell, whether it's an easy sale and you can do an off-market mm-hmm. or it's a long-term sale and you want to help them get it ready. So mm-hmm. to me, it's an investment of, I'm doing mailers anyway, so we're doing, we, we're almost ship mailing every other week. Mm-hmm. So it's something to add in our arsenal for mailers. Um, we're doing it emails anyway. So my cost is not a lot because right. the wine, I have a, great deal with the wine club and um it's not a lot and if i can get one listing out of each one i've won right right and again what i'm hearing is it's probably top to middle of the funnel from a you know where that potential home seller is so have you had any early signals of hey this is a good idea um, yeah, we've had some early signals. I, in fact, I had a phone call the other day with somebody who was gonna. Their tenant was moving out, mm-hmm. and so they came in. I mean, people know us because yeah, you're everywhere. We're everywhere. So, um, hey, it was so great to meet you. Thank you so much. I just want to let you know my tenant, you know, extended through August or September, so we're not going to list until August or September. 
perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank calling, you for and, calling telling me. Me and telling me. <laughs> exactly. I guess I was supposed to call you, but yes. thank you for calling me. So, so let's talk about that. What is the, you know, for the person that's listening right now, they're like, okay, yeah, I, I can see how, you know, getting eight to 10 people in there that are thinking about selling is a really good idea, especially in this environment, trying anything new and different that's working. Um, what's your post event follow-up like? So we send them a thank you mm-hmm. and we're, I'm, assigning the agents on the team to nurture mm-hmm. and follow up because they all want to learn how to take listings too and I want to help them grow. Yep. So uh, we split out the list afterwards and who's going to take who. If I know them, I'll take them. Otherwise, the agents get them and then we start nurturing them. We put them on drip plans. They're in our email now. Yeah. They're in our arsenal. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. How are you holding, so go back you know, back to the salespeople and accountability. Yeah. Um, are you spot checking that? So we use Follow Up Boss. Mm-hmm. Um, Love Follow Up Boss. My, Big shout out to Follow Up Boss. My um, sales manager is really tracking and measuring, mm-hmm. and you know I'm holding him accountable, yep. and he's great at it, and just really trying good. to nurture the agents in a good way mm-hmm. about look. How many calls are you making every week? How many appointments? We had contests around it. Uh, we are starting to turn off leads because with 11 agents now, I can turn off leads. We're actually bringing three more on. We do realize we're going to lose some people through mm-hmm. the Okay, okay, so let's let's unpack this. You've got 11 agents. You're adding three. You're talking about turning off leads. Why? Um, the leads... We, as a team, together Mm -hmm. earned the respect of our being able to get the leads. Mm -hmm. So we're Zilla Flex, we're Homelight Lead. So so they're tracking and measuring us, and I don't want to lose them. And if my agents can't convert, or they don't want to make the calls, or they don't want to nurture, I'm sorry. Like I love everyone on my team, and Mm -hmm. I wish everyone would want to stay there. But I'm not a nonprofit, and I'm in this for business. Mm-hmm. And I want to be surround myself around the people who want to be there. Right. And if they don't want to be there, I say it lovingly, like I love you guys. Yeah. I, I'm fine if you guys, if this isn't for you, mm-hmm. um, because this is this is what we need to be doing. It's business. It's business. So, is that a radical shift for you from? Okay, so just for people of context, I was thinking of when we were in Barcelona. That sounds funny. Like we, you know, Lydia and her son and her husband were in Barcelona. I was there with my wife and so my son, fun. and we we got to have you know drinks one night and sort of connect socially, which was super fun. Um, I see you as just this bright light, and I mean super bright, but light, energetic, fun. Is it is it hard to have those difficult conversations to look somebody candidly in the eyes and say maybe this isn't right for you? Um, yeah, because I, as I more than anybody, want to have fun. Right. And I love celebrating. Yeah. And I love our group events, yeah. and I love uh, being able to do that. Um, so, and I really enjoy everyone we bring on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, my current coach said to me a couple weeks ago, like. <laughs> Uh, you need to decide if you want to run a camp or you want to run a business. And I'm like, ouch, that hurt. Big shout out to Jeff Mays. <laughs> hey, man, do you want to run a camp or do you want to run a business? I can hear it. Uh, totally. And it really yeah. sunk in. Yeah. And it was like, no, I, 
I am running a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I work really hard, yeah. and my staff works really hard. Um, yes, they're on payrolls, so I hold them a little bit more accountable. Mm-hmm. But the agents are assigned to us as the team, and they want to be there, and we right. give them a lot. Yes, And, you know, back to we bring on new agents – but they might not appreciate us because they don't know what it's like to be on their own. Right. And so we're having this constant conversation about with the market shifting, mm-hmm. is it a time to go after the agents, which we do think. It's a time to go after the yeah. two to three year agent. For sure. Who maybe doesn't know how to, yeah, I mean, I remember the girl on stage with all the different mm-hmm. marketing, yep. TCing, yep. Yep. Uh, nurturing, and maybe we can recruit some agents that'll appreciate what a team has to offer because the newer agents they've come in we've had the training we've had the crm we've had the brand we've had the marketing we've had the support and now they've closed deals and they're thinking oh i can do this on my own and not give you 50 percent." well i mean we're going to have that fallout new agents are great but maybe it's a time to find those we think it'd be a great time to bring on some agents who are two to four years in the business okay big shout out to uh so many of our clients and i don't know if you've done this that they've switched up some of their advertising for recruiting on indeed where they're paying for have you done this yet paying for sort of premium placement at the top when they're searching for you know careers in real estate and they're literally saying i have the Flex account for Zillow. I've got Realtor.com Market VIP. I've got Homelight Elite. Yeah, They're like Sue, letting listen. letting people know <laughs> I have all this stuff. But then the ads like, but it's only for people that want to work, right? Okay. We will give you leads, but you got to follow the you know you got to follow the program. Like it's very direct. And and many of them that are out there that are running that ad are are seeing people like. Okay, I've been selling real estate for like four to five years. This is not the grind that I thought it was going to be. If you got the leads, I'm willing to do the work. I got to make money. Let's go. What they want is consistency. Yeah. Right? They want, let me restate this. They want consistent income. What they recognize after a while is I need to be consistent to create consistent income. Yeah. You mentioned three times in the beginning of this show, and we'll kind of end the show with this. You said grit and gritty Mm. multiple times. Yesterday, with three of the teams that I coach, I sent them the grit score from Angela Duckworth because they were complaining about them. I'm like, look, you got to be gritty in this market. Send them the score. I'm like, take this test and then consider having everybody on your team take it. I know you've taken that test before. I know you've probably read you know, Angela's book. Mm-hmm. When you say get gritty, be more like analytical. What are you asking the listener right now who's listening to do? What, is, what does being gritty mean? Well, I mean, we actually think two hours of power a day. We think one hour is not enough because we, we're definitely two hours of power a day. Uh, <laughs> love it. Let's go. I have that sitting at my yes. desk, too. Yes. Um, um, we believe that you, we need to be making at least two new appointments a week, new appointments. Right, right. Um, and we just need to be calling more people, and we just need to be making sure that we put – good notes in and good follow-up and good nurture. But if if you have one escrow or two escrows or no escrows, what are you doing all day long? And, uh, you know, you're not doing the marketing. And, I mean, we do all the Popeyes for you. We, do, we just right. did Mother's Day Popeyes. Like, we have everything for you. We're just asking you to go out and make some conversations and really understand your clients and listen. I, a lot of people don't listen. 
And we're just asking them to take a step back and listen and mm -hmm. feel the feel where their clients are coming from, match them where their clients are coming from. Right. And, you know, look, door knocking. Like we have a girl, a new, you know, somebody who had their license, and we are getting agents who are four years, five years in the business right now calling us. So we're super thankful, Yes, happy. We are one of the largest teams in our mm -hmm. area. They know we have the Zillow Flex, so I love what you said as far as marketing goes. But um, I think we're, I'm excited about the change mm -hmm. in the business. Yeah. I feel we're going. And everybody we're interviewing, we're telling them this is work. This mm -hmm. is accountability. Mm -hmm. This is what we expect. Right. We expect you to track and measure. We expect you to make your calls and follow up, boss, only because we want to help you. Right. We want to listen to the calls. I want to listen to them and be able to say, how could you have said this differently? Let's have a conversation. Bingo. And I can't do it when you're making it out of your cell phone mm -mm. and you're not allowing me to track and measure. Right. So people who want to come and work, we'd love to have them come and work because it's fun. It's fun when everybody's working and making yeah, money. And yeah. then we get to celebrate and we get to go to Cabo and we get to do some great things. But when you have some team members who don't want to work, they seem to drag us down. Yep. And it is a matter of find the people who are like you, like-minded, mm -hmm. who want to work, who want to be gritty. This yeah. is a gritty, this is, this is not easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the uh, what's it? Uh, soft markets create weak agents, yeah. and strong markets, right? Or you know, more challenging markets create strong agents, yeah. right? Like that's it is. I mean, that's you can replace agents with anything. Yeah, kids, life, relationships, business. So, Lydia, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Congrats on this year. Congrats on just the incredible run of the last fifteen. And and I'm going to say to you, I truly believe the next five to seven years, if this is the market, if this is the new norm, right? I think. I, I'm going to go on record to say the Ukraine war is going to end, right? That's going to that's going to fizzle out, right? We're going to get through in in the U.S. the midterm elections, and politicians will keep politicianing along, and there's nothing that the masses of us, you know, so even complaining about it, like you know, give it a rest. Um, but those of us that just go out and do the work and serve our clients, we're the ones that are going to win, right? Do the work, serve the clients, you're going to win. You do that, you're going to kill it. That's how she kills it every single day. So Lydia, if they want to connect with you, what's the best way for people to reach out? Like Instagram, give out your Insta home number. <laughs> you know, what do you want to do? You well, I don't have a answer my own phone. <laughs> exactly. I still have it because I am that generation that can't get rid of oh, it. Oh, come on. <laughs> but I, I mean, my cell is a great place. Yes. I, I, my Instagram's great. Yes. Facebook. I mean, I'm on every platform. Yeah. So give your, give, what's, the, what's the best Instagram handle to, to get Lydia you Gable. Anyone? All right. Lydia Gable. L-Y-D-I-A. Gable. Just like it's uh, phonetically perfect. Lydia, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I can't the wait. We're going to spend the next, you know, 24 hours masterminding with a whole bunch of great team leaders. Uh, you are the best. No, all right. thank you for everything. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, hit the notification button, do all those fancy things you know you should do to get more of this information or Katie will be mad at you. I promise. Don't get Katie mad. All right. We'll see you guys on the next show. See you soon. Take care.